Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Today, I have a, a dear friend and also um, a very respected talent manager uh, in, from Hollywood, um, and her name is Sherry Kinnison. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good. <laughs> I am so glad you agreed to let me interview you and to ask you some very important questions that I know that are are. are extremely um, pertinent to the this audience. Uh, most of these actors who are tuning in are probably um, unrepresented. Uh, they may even be just brand new at the idea of starting an acting career. And so that's why I wanted to, to, to talk to you. But uh, everyone heard me mention her name. Her name is Sherry Kennison. Those of you out there who recognize the name Kinnison probably are thinking, I wonder if she's related to Sam Kinnison. Well, <laughs> Sherry, why don't you answer that question? Go ahead. You know, I was lucky. Yes, Sam was my brother-in-law, but, you know, he was more than that. We were friends from the time we were kids. Um, Sam and I were always very close. Our mom and dads were best friends because they were pastors. So we grew up together. And, you know, when you're a preacher's kid, you absolutely feel ostracized anyway. So you <laughs> kind of cling to one another um, in in that sense of, you know, we're preacher's kids and nobody wants to be around us. So we hang to each other. So Sam and I grew up together and we had the love of music and, mm -hmm. and church. And so we always had a closeness and he'd tell everyone I was his first girlfriend. Well, you know, and I'd say, Sam, you're like a brother to me, you know, but anyway, we grew up and always, I mean, always and until the day he passed and we lost yeah. him. We were, we were best buddies. But And, um, and in your husband, Bill Kinnison uh, is, or was, you know, Sam's brother and wasn't Bill Sam's manager. Yes, Sam, um, Bill was his personal manager mm -hmm. and um, is his, it was his brother. And Bill has done a tremendous job yeah. uh, keeping his legacy alive. This year will be 30 years. He'll be gone oh, uh, April, April 10th. So anyway, um, you know, it's just been, it's been quite the ride because you go from the ministry to Hollywood is, is mm. you know, they're so much alike once you, <laughs> learn what you learn but yet you know it's two different worlds that yeah that the ministry in hollywood the ministry in hollywood are so much alive oh that's great i'll i'll never forget that quote um, yes <laughs> well tell me something sherry now um so you obviously you know had a a a a long career uh, in, in I, I want to say Hollywood, but you were kind of on the outskirts of Hollywood as far as your location, because you were in the Upland area, which is east of Hollywood. But as a talent, well, let's talk about your theater first. Let's talk about The Grove. Tell, tell we, 
We bought the Grove Theater, which was a movie theater um, back in 1990, and renovated it and turned it into, I wanted to produce musical theater and we did comedy concerts and you know it was just an all-around entertainment and you know even big celebrities would say oh my god we have a dream we've always had the vision of owning our own theater but we're scared to do it well i guess i i come from that background of my dad bought a movie theater when i was a kid and he turned it into our church and we did huge productions at that i mean i was a kid and you know i mean before Dr. Schuler or anybody was doing any kind of productions like that. We were doing it, but we were in Illinois. So, you know, who yeah. knows Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I saw this old theater and I thought, you know, Bill and Sam were on the road all the time and Scarlett was starting or Ginger was starting school. That was our daughter. And I had to be home. We couldn't go on tour anymore. So I saw this theater and Bill came home from tour and I, took him to show it and he goes oh my gosh he said sherry you're gonna cause us to go bankrupt here that who's gonna come to upland for theater i said well they won't have to drive the hour hour and a half to la which we did we drove it probably five days a week but we were so used to it it didn't bother us because we had to go in and deal with agents and different things and and sam lived in hollywood and we'd go in to take i i took care of all of his personal business uh, right. at home like his i found his homes all of his homes decorated his homes oh my uh he'd call me i'd go shopping with him to pick out his clothes and, and we just we had fun doing things uh, it's been quite the ride but <laughs> no we bought the theater renovated it opened it and um sam loved having the theater he'd call it the family's theater because he'd come out of hollywood and it was a just a different audience Mm -hmm. it was such they were so much more appreciative you know hollywood becomes so jaded Mm -hmm. and he could come out and he could try out new things and and new acts well you know he had just that's where he performed his last concert and then um then then he got killed so um, anyway, and it, I worked there just, quite a bit myself. <laughs> yes, you did. You did so many wonderful oh, shows, Miss Brown. Oh well, oh, we, my God, we had a blast. Just, but you are a talent to oh my oh, God to be well, reckoned with. It well, you gave me a, a lot of wonderful opportunities. I'll tell you what, my greatest experiences in in I had like a thirty year career. Really, I mean, I I think we met twenty five years ago. I think it was twenty five years ago. Yeah, it had. To be. It was, and uh, and and I had only been in the business for about five years. I I think I might have had my my union card, but I can't remember. And that is a question, also. I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, and I, I'm going to steer us back on to 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 you know your your work as a theater producer. But you were also, as you were working at the Grove, uh, which is the Grove Theater in Upland, and you owned it and you ran it. And you, oh my gosh, again, we can't say enough about how, how great that was for the Inland Empire section of Southern California, uh, for people to be able to go and see quality theater productions and not have to go into L.A. But then you were also working as a talent manager. So tell us about that and tell us, I mean, first of all, how did you even get your start? I, I get it, Sam was being represented by Bill, your husband. But how did right. you start representing? I think you specif- uh, you specifically dealt with children, right? Yeah, youth. 
Yeah, I did. I, I, you know, I was very fortunate with the theater. You do open auditions for every show. So it was just, it, I love doing auditions and you just never know what kind of talent you're going to get. And, and I would be able to say, wow, you know, to myself, that is that, that one, that's a star or, you mm. know, that. And so, but I started because Ginger, our daughter, she, I don't know, we were at a, a party and someone saw her and they approached us and said, Hey, here's my card. We'd love to see her. And, um, signer as one of our clients and it was a talent agent and mm -hmm. so that's how I got involved with the agencies and then realized that you know after you know I was her go-to and then the agent approached me and said you know you're so good at this why don't you you know become a manager oh. you know so many of these kids we would rather deal with the manager than the parents right. which that's you know well wait a minute what now what's what realize. is the difference between an agent and a manager then an agent is always out there and they, they get the sides every day or they get the, the breakdowns every day okay. and they try to get the jobs for the clients because if they don't get jobs for the clients, they don't make any money. Right. I mean, a legitimate agent only makes money when their client makes money. Right. But the agent doesn't have time to what I call babysit <laughs> or uh, you know the personal stuff the yes yeah be the buffer you okay. know you're really the buffer mm -hmm. between the agent and the client and the parent and, so when, and the parent in your yes. case right yeah yes mm -hmm. and so the parents can call me the you know and, and i've dealt with so many parents it because they have to you know honestly after you get into it and you realize yes i can see why agents want a manager Mm -hmm. because they don't have time for any pettiness. They right. don't, you know, it's, you know, I tell people, if you're getting in this business, you better have some thick skin. <laughs> That's right. That is, oh gosh, that, that should skin. be the headline of this interview for, for our yes. podcast. It, you know, if you're getting into this business, you better have thick skin because people yeah. who are sensitive or, you know, and we live in a real PC kind of world right now, which I say, oh. how can you be an actor and face these rejection and criticism and all this? How can you live in a world like, like you know, in a PC world and be an actor? I, I don't think the two work, you know? No, it's, it, and, and honestly, this last two years with COVID, it's been, it's been hard on actors because, mm -hmm. They had to learn a whole new world of Zooming. Most yeah. of the interviews are all on Zoom right. or you tape them and you, you send them in. That's right. Um, it, it's just been a whole different ballgame. Right. So, you know, if you're intimidated by any of these things, mm -hmm. it's, you know, and that's where I tell people, get a good acting coach and get into a good acting class. Oh, okay. Honestly, don't try to do it yourself okay. because there's too many out there trying to do the same thing. You've got mm -hmm. actors by the thousands and none of them are, a lot of them are not working. So if you do your, you, you know, you have to do what you know mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. and you have to get you a good yeah, coach. Uh, acting class, yeah. a mm -hmm. good coach. Right. 
Yeah, and that, there's different coaches for theater. There's different right. coaches for, you know, if you want to be in the theater world. Uh, mm-hmm. Theater world, you're not going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. I don't care <laughs> if you go to Broadway, you're not going to make a lot of money. No, I can tell um, you that too. <laughs> yes, you know that from experience. You know, you it's easy. You make a lot more money when you get a commercial or you yeah. get a TV show yeah. or, you know, voiceover. Oh, Voice-over's my God. Amazing. Well, see, that's what and, I do for know, a living. You're so good yeah, with that. Yes. That's what I do. And I'll tell you what, the reason I do it for a living is I, I learned, you know, well, you can use those skills in the voiceover world if you have, you know, I mean, just because you're maybe a great actor doesn't mean you'll necessarily be a great voiceover actor, but because you yes. have to have other skills too. But I will tell you, some things pay better than others, right? You know? Yes, they do. Wow. I mean, they really do. Um, there's just so, so many levels mm-hmm. in, in the school of of acting. Right. And you have to you have to decide what you really want to hone your craft in. How does somebody find a coach? You say a coach or a class. How would you go about, like, you know, find, you know, looking that Well, up? you know, they can Google some of the best classes. They can always ask you. They can, you know, I mean, honestly, it's always, uh, you know, find someone you really trust mm-hmm. and they can give you answers to who did you to who who really helped you right most, you know and i don't know and if you're offering classes i do know you know you know mm-hmm. the world of acting you know the oh, yeah. world of voiceovers you know mm-hmm. i mean honestly there's so many good mm-hmm. you know richard horvitz was a good friend and he oh, yeah. i think he offers good classes now on voiceovers and he's made a great living oh my as, gosh uh, you know, on so many. Yeah, I suggest everyone look up Richard Horvitz. You'd be, uh, you know, you you don't realize it, but you've heard his voice many, many times, and he's a dear friend of ours, and uh, and I think he's still right there in L.A. He's still offering. He's he has classes, workshops. He does one on one coaching. Yeah, he does. If and I did too for a long. Over, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. See, he's he's really made a great living at that. You know, doing the cartoons and all the uh, very uh, yes. specialized uh, uh, voices. Um, and so the same question applies then regarding getting an agent. So you're a manager and you deal with agents. And uh, uh, so, you know, I'm sure that sometimes you will represent a young actor and then that actor doesn't yet have an agent. So what, what is the process for getting the agent? Okay. If I, I take you, you know, first of all, if they, they give me their headshots or they give me their pictures and they give me their resume and then I will, I used to take it in have lunch with the agents and now it's more like, you know, you email them because the mm-hmm. last two years we've, that's exactly how you've worked. But, right. uh, and, and, but don't, you only, you, you get one shot. Now be honest with you. You get one shot usually with a, an agent interview and right. you better have a good headshot right. to give them or good photos and a really strong resume. Do you know how you much know, a person... Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was fortunate with doing auditions because I could see people face-to-face and I'd see right. if they had that magic. You know, <laughs> you just know when you see it. You just right. know the person. That, and, and that comes from training of being a pastor, being an evangelist, <laughs> being, you know, Sam's manager, dealing with all kinds of different personalities in in the business right you know you know it Mm -hmm. comes with a lot of things and 
you know, I've, I'm fortunate because I'm on the end of it. And, and now you're at that point. You know oh, yeah. when you see someone, whether they've got the it factor. Right. And, and, and you know what? I would normally as an interviewer ask you, can you define the it factor? Well, you can't. I'm not even going to ask you because the it factor is it. I mean, it's just yes. going to be there. It's just going to be staring you in the face. It's going to be something special. And, uh, and you know, but then there sometimes people say, well, then does that mean I have to have a lot of charisma, a lot of enthusiasm? No, sometimes the most dull and boring actors mm-hmm. <laughs> have the it factor because that is it. It's what they, you know, they just have something. It's the look. It's the it's the vibe. It's the, you know, so we don't, we, I don't know. Maybe you can uh, define it, but personally, I've never been able to define it. It's just it. No, you know, they have a lot of, they'll, it could be in your voice. It could, it, it could be in just the way that you look. Right. Um, when you walk into a room, yep. you know, I mean, presence. It, honestly, mm-hmm. the present, yes, mm-hmm. it's so many factors. And, you know, these, these casting agents, they've seen it all. They've yeah. heard it all. Yeah. When you walk in there, you better have something different and you better be strong yep. and you can't be a wimp. Nope. I mean, there's just no other words. Like I said, you cannot. Yeah. You better have some tough skin. Because and and lower the risk. Lower the risk because you, if you think you were just saying the word rejection, I know what you're about to say, but I'm gonna let you finish. I just wanted yes. to say though, you go into an audition and you and you're thinking this means everything to me. If I don't nail this, all that tension and all that apprehension is going to stifle you. Go in with confidence, have fun, and just try. Like you said, bring something unique you yes. know and and and, and i can yeah. tell you years ago yes years ago you the younger you were the better mm-hmm. because honestly after a certain age they wouldn't even look at you right now there has been breakthroughs in the industry to realize that you know what they may not have gotten on their game until they were in their <laughs> 20s or <laughs> their right. teens or their 30s right and now they realize that the industry is realizing that um, right you know, I have friends that didn't start in this game now until late 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. But years ago, that wouldn't have happened. It's the same mm-hmm. way with music artists. Now they realize it doesn't matter right. your age. Mm-hmm. But when I was in, when I was in there, mm-mm. no, if mm-mm. you didn't, if you didn't give them something but under 18, they, they weren't interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and the, that's one good thing about what has come about, you know, in the last maybe 15, 20 years is that is And I think this came with the fact that there's not just three television stations anymore. Now we have all of cable, and we're doing all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, in television and movies, think about Amazon and Netflix and all this making their own movies. They need everybody of all ages of all. In fact, it's kind of a plus if you're not the best looking guy in the room or the woman in the room or you're, you know, when I was, I'm only five foot one. And it was hard for me to, you know, even be considered for certain roles because of my height. I mean, I'm, I'm short, right. you know, and now they're just looking for anybody that's not as perfect as <laughs> as we used to consider you had to be, you know? Yes. Um, So I have to, mm -hmm. even, even in, in, um, women that want to do modeling. I mean, years ago you had to be a stick. Oh God. (laughs) Now look at this, you know, I mean, it's opened up the world for for models. That's right. To be all sizes, which I think is amazing. I think that's wonderful. I love it. I love walking into a store and seeing a mannequin that looks like me. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And, or, a, or a picture on Amazon, you know, when you're looking for, you know, whatever you want to, you know, clothes or something, and you see somebody wearing an outfit that you're mm-hmm. considering that actually looks like you. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you real quick before we move on to another very important question that I want to ask. I want to ask very quickly, what would you expect or what should an actor who's getting their start and wants to have a good headshot, what are you thinking that maybe is an average amount of money they could expect to have to pay to get a good headshot? Remember, you put a lot of emphasis on what yes. on how important the, the headshot is. What do you think? I would say three to five hundred dollars okay. is realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got you've got a lot of photographers that'll do it for a lot less. And, and if you have friends that are good photographers, mm-hmm. that'll do you a favor. Mm-hmm. But don't just think you can get up. You can take a picture mm-hmm. <laughs> and anybody can take a picture mm-hmm. and print it out. No, it really has to be done well. Yeah. Yeah. And I've even gone on Internet Movie Database and I would be checking out some celebrity from a TV show that I was watching, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, a movie. And I would be like, and they would have their headshot that you could tell it was their professional headshot right there. Mm-hmm. And I would think, oh, man, I could have done better than that for you, you know. Yeah. So just yeah. because you're famous or a celebrity or, you know, something doesn't mean you're getting the best headshot. But there are, you know, you, and that's another thing, I think, wouldn't you, uh, forgetting a great photographer or at least one who knows what the agents are looking for, where would you yes. say, where would you expect someone to find a photographer? You know, the Internet has become our friend mm-hmm. o- over the years you know and you can google top 10 photographers for headshots in that area that you live or where you want to be mm-hmm. yes yes right in the area you know and <clears throat> dealing in hollywood i mean i had i uh, we were lucky to use a, a couple great photographers um and i think they're still going yeah, but uh, right you know but i would i would google yeah. 10 best right if if you live in hollywood and if you live outside of hollywood it's always worth driving in oh yes i agree because the 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 photographers who know what they're doing with headshots they know to be in the la area they know or new york the 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 manhattan area or even downtown chicago area where all the improv clubs are and they need great headshots Mm -hmm. those three biggies um you know you but you know there are other cities in america that have great photographers too but you know and of course you know online like you said even backstage you know has a lot of great listings um we only have about maybe seven or eight more minutes so I've got three more really important questions and I want your opinion um, do you recommend that actors who are just getting started you know they've got their workshops going they've got the great headshot they maybe they, they've landed an agent but they have they don't have a lot of experience but they get a decent job that offers them an opportunity to join the unions what is your opinion on unions honestly I would say wait until, I mean, you can do three jobs before it's a must join. I know, yeah. Um, If you do three union jobs. But if you don't join the union, and especially in in the time that we live, you can do both. You can do non-union and union. Right. So my advice is do not join the union until it's a must join. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. And we have to also differentiate between SAG and AFTRA, which is um, one entity now, uh, which right. handles TV and, and, uh, and, and film. And then you've got mm-hmm. Actors' Equity, which is the union that handles theater actors. And uh, right. I know with me, you know, I was working and working and working. And finally, you know, they, they had to make me union. I, I was one of those that, you know, I right. had to join. You had a, you're a must join. Yeah. And then I just decided to go ahead and join SAG-AFTRA because, you know, I just thought, well, might as well. I'm doing it all at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've often had that same opinion, but I thought, well, you know, let's get yours as well. And and in your opinion, what what are the pitfalls? Uh, I mean, we've been talking about some pitfalls of Hollywood. And but but what what would you say, you know, uh, what what would be your warning to new actors if they came into Hollywood? I'm going to I'm going to pick on Hollywood right now, but this would apply mm-hmm. to Broadway, Chicago. If they came in and they just said, "I want to make it." What is a pitfall that you would ask them to avoid or warn them? I tell them to stay focused, focused, focused. Focus on what you really came here to do. Mm-hmm. Don't let the glitz and the glamour, don't get so overwhelmed and starstruck. Okay, yeah. That it can get you in trouble. You know, you want to stay away from, of course, you know, I'm an anti-drug and alcohol person. Mm-hmm. You know what? Stay away from it. Do not. Because I can tell you that road is going to take you down an ugly road. And it will deter your focus of what you started doing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you get with the right people, Mm -hmm. and like I said, if you get into a good acting class, you're going to get into like-minded people, Mm -hmm. and that's what you want to do. You want to find the like-minded people Mm -hmm. and stick with them. And and I because. think I was just interviewing someone yesterday that, uh, you know, he was a professional actor and, 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 you know, I started talking about improv and he admitted that, he, you know, I don't do improv. I, I just don't enjoy it. I'm not good at mm-hmm. it. So he said, I know my strength. And he said, I know my focus and I will not let anything take me away from my focus. And mm-hmm. so when you come in, right, you've got you've to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I know I'm good at. And just yes. stay focused and, and keep your body clean. Keep your body, yes. you know, protect that vessel, man. Because, you know, we've seen all those great actors who get themselves, they're so promising. And then about 10 years later, their their work starts to fall apart and you find out that they were doing drugs, that they were, you know, messing around. And yeah. And yeah. So then what uh, my last important question would be, what is your ultimate advice then for the, inspi- uh, the aspiring actor trying to break in? What would be like... One, two, and three. The guy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to have a dream. Okay. And I'm a believer in making those dreams happen. Okay. But you are responsible to help make it happen. You have to do everything you can do. You have to do your your acting classes. You have to do your improv classes, whatever your focus, your vocal lessons. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you really think your strength is. Um, and then if you want to try, if you don't know, if you just know you, this is what you're then you, you try some acting classes, you do the improv, you do your vocal lessons Mm -hmm. and you do your voiceover. You, you really try to find which avenue you're really great in. And that's Mm -hmm. the one thing you focus on because you can always, once you start, uh, into one thing and you get a great job. 
yeah. then you can you can add these other things later in your list mm-hmm. in your repertoire. Yes, right. Later, but you have to have one main focus. Right, and then and then and then push that as far as you can. And then once you've yep. met some goals, then you can start branching out. Okay, we yes. only have a couple minutes left, and you mentioned voice, and I'm gonna have to say it. <laughs> Sherry <laughs> Kinison is one of the most awesome singers of any person I've ever met. Your voice, oh, oh my gosh! I okay, I next could, to you, oh, I'm telling you, that, uh, <laughs> no, nobody can out sing Miss Ann Brown. Okay, but. well, here's the thing, though. You and I have different styles, and I will tell you, I, I, no one. I mean, really, I cannot believe that that uh, we don't hear you all over the radio every day, but we do. We can hear you. If if you come to Las Vegas, because tell us about this group that you're you're singing backup for an Elvis guy. You know, Quick Productions is they produce some of the the greatest Elvis, uh, the ETAs, the Elvis tribute artists uh, in the country. Mm-hmm. These are the top guys that um, the Elvis estate has has put their stamp of stamp of approval on, and they have won the Memphis Awards, and um, I. Think it will be Ben Portsmouth, Bill Cherry, no, I love uh, Diego, Bill. Mm-hmm. Diego Light. I think they will be there, and then some local guests. I think are going to be there, uh, local celebrities, and so it should be fun. And I've been fortunate enough to sing backup for mm-hmm. for these guys, mm-hmm. and what fun it is! At my age, it's like, oh, you know what? This is just it's just fun. I am. It's just yeah, fun. It is. And, and it's kind of so, weird for me watching you sing. And I've watched you in concert with behind these Elvis impersonators before. And they're <laughs> amazing. These Elvis guys, I mean, they're not kidding around. This is not just, you know, community theater. No, stuff. This they is, live it. This is, this these is, guys are the best. And yes. there you are, which I feel like you should be the headliner, but you're doing backup. Oh, and that's fine I with me. I love it. It is <laughs> fine with me. I'm having so much fun. And well, so we, anyway, we're going to be at the the Hilton okay. on July eighth, and I think you can go to Ticketmasters and buy tickets. Okay, so it's and, July. Um, uh, we lost you. We, your phone has been kind of coming in and out. So maybe let's make sure oh, you're at the Hilton in Las Vegas, July eighth and ninth. 8th, 9th, and 10th. 8th, ninth, and 10th. And you can go to Ticketmaster. Guys, I'm going to put this on the website. We've only got a few more seconds, so I'm going to have to sign off with Sherry right now. But this has been extremely rewarding. Hang on the line, Sherry. I'm going to close okay. this down now, but we're going to be posting this podcast. And then I'm also going to put your email, your not your email, but your website, and any other information about the Elvis stuff. Uh, oh, man, thank you so much, Sherry. I'm going to bring you back on. We got so much more to talk about. Yes. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Tag, you're it. This has been the Actors Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com/podcast.